Welcome to the podcast, A Girl's Guide to a Fucking Good Life, where we discuss everything from life hacks down to the nitty gritty of what you can do to start living the life you want now. Most of you know me as Rebecca Kelly, owner of the free motivational community, Ladies Living Life Beyond Limits, filled with thousands of motivating and inspiring women. Outside of the group, I run coaching company Ladies HQ, where I empower women everywhere to live the kick-ass life they deserve through my coaching, events, programs, and courses. Let's get into it. Oh, ladies, you are absolutely going to fucking love this episode if you are a mum. But to be fair, I'm not a mum and the information that this lovely lady shares with you about parenting or dealing with children in general is honestly so beneficial for absolutely everybody to know. So I won't make you wait any longer. I hope you enjoy the episode. Girls, I have the awesome Mickey Gaffin Stone in the podcasting house, who is a, are you ready, board certified behavior analyst with a passion for improving communication for deeper connection between parents and kiddos. What an intro. I'm happy to have you here, girl. Woohoo. I'm so happy to be here. This is exciting. I think that's the longest intro I've ever done, but it's totally worthy of me bringing it up because just, yeah, so excited. Excellent. Well, I could have made it longer, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you could have. I'm so excited to learn about everything that you've got to share. I am glad that we've connected because I just know the girls are going to love everything around purposeful parenting. And as I was just saying when I was chatting to you at the beginning, I am not a parent and every single time someone messages me and asks me something about parenting, I'm kind of like, where do I send you? So you came to our podcasting life perfectly Awesome. Well, I have lots to tell you, so I hope I can fit it all in. We'll see. (laughs) All right, we'll see. Um, Now, before we get started, I do just like to do a sneaky warm-up of this or that, and it's just a quick chitty chat so that the girls can get to know you. So you just got to pick one or the other. Well, I don't always follow rules, but let's see. (laughs) Oh, I always have rule breakers on here. I just just attract them. I guess, yeah. It's a thing. (laughs) All right, let's see how many rules you can break. This or that, summer or winter? Oh, okay. I can't break that one. Summer, all the way. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I noticed that you obviously have a bit of an accent. So, like, what's the weather like now? Where are you? You have a bit of an accent. (laughs) Me? I don't have an accent. So, I'm in southern Colorado right now. And, yeah, it's true. Every time I open my mouth, I get this look of, like, what? (laughs) What did you say? Um, What are you? (laughs) yeah well I'm used to that everywhere too I mean I'm originally from the UK and if I go there people look at me and ask me where I'm from I grew up in Australia again where are you from wherever I go to so I've lived in eight eight countries so far with 13 international moves and I'm foreign in every one of them wow that is (laughs) incredible so is it hot there now it's warming up nicely like I'm in the mountains in southern Colorado so um yeah are you in Fahrenheit there? You are, right? No, we're in Celsius and I have no idea Celsius. about the conversion. Okay, we're, we were at about 23 today, which is pretty nice for the first month of spring. Wow, 23. Okay. Like, I hear people be like, yeah, 23, that's awesome. I'm like, I'll take 40. Give me 40. 
I'll I'll take whatever so long as it's warm. But you know, that's <laughs> the nice thing about living here. The weather changes crazy in, in one day. So if it snows, yeah. it's not gonna last. Oh, okay. Well that's good. I'm glad that you're getting the summer vibes in where you can. All righty, next one. Cats or dogs? I have five of oh. each. So, yep, they're all rescues, and we moved them all 2,500 miles across country uh, in October of 2020. So while the pandemic was on, we moved all the animals to Colorado from Maine. Um, That was an adventure. And the poor big guy, we couldn't have a crate big enough for him to travel in. He's 150 pounds of Husky Mm. Shepherd Akita. Okay, I'm going to let you have cats and dogs only because you had an equal amount of each. If you had one or the other, I would have been like, okay, pick. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, they're, yeah. they're all, you know, they, they all kind of intermingle. They all hang out together, so. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right, now, trick question, I feel. Girls' night out or family night in? I'm going to go with family night in. We have, my husband and I have five kids between us. and we like it when a whole bunch of them descend and bring whoever with them and you know there's just tons of food and and chatter and stuff going on and yeah that's my idea of a good time oh okay I'm gonna be honest I I figured you would pick that with all the purposeful parenting and the good stuff uh that we've got to chat about yeah but who doesn't love a good girls night out as well I live in a rural town that is really small and there's not a whole heap going on here. So girls' night out would be, you know, they roll up the sidewalks, so there's not a whole lot going on. Okay, well, when you come to visit Perth, uh, we'll take you on a girls' night out. Okay, that you're on. Uh, Yes, I'll go for that. Done deal. Ditch the family and come. Totally, without a hesitation. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing that. And we are obviously here to talk all about purposeful parenting. So let's just get into it. Can you just, first of all, tell us like what is purposeful parenting? Sure. It's parenting with a plan because, you know, we always say kids don't come with a manual. And actually, that's not strictly true. They kind of do. If you get into human design, then you have a blueprint of how your child functions and how they're going to function if you have your own human design as well you are rocking it before you start because you know how you're going to interact and you can Mm -hmm. build on that and then get into all of the communication stuff that I love so much because even without human design you can make a difference with that with human design you can save yourself a lot of grief so that's basically it's parenting with a plan because so many of wow. us just jump into it and, and are like, oh, my God, what do I do now? Um, you know, and then it's terrifying, right? And then the World News Dog comes to you with advice. It's usually lousy. And mm. people want to see you do what they did so that you validate what they did. Doesn't mean it was right. And it no. often isn't. So, you know, it's a minefield out there. Yeah, okay. So I think... I'm a big planner, so I just love that you that you started with that. But if people don't know what human design is, obviously I've got a bit of knowledge around it from my coaching experience and background. Do you want to just give a quick snapshot about what human design is? Sure. It's basically your energy type and how you make decisions, how you show up in the world. So, for example, I'm a triple split decision maker, so it takes me a long time and I have to really feel into it. One of my kids 
is a projector, single definition. He's like, he just bounces the ideas around verbally and he's done. He's good to go. So Mm. he and I do not have the same trajectory for making decisions. And if someone tries to push me into deciding something quickly, it's not going to go well because I I can't. I can't do it. It's not there. So human design really helps you to know what you've got coming before it even starts when it comes to kids. And that could be so helpful. Because if you push a kid in the wrong way, they're going to put up resistance. You think they're misbehaving. Everybody gets on their case and you have a miserable household. And it's like, oh, why did I even bother? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh. (laughs) Okay, so what do people, I mean, there are human design generators, I guess you could call them out there, where people can kind of get their own design. So do you want to just quickly mention what you need to be able to figure out what your human design element is? Totally. In fact, I'm getting a new website together in a couple of weeks. You'll be able to go to my website and do it for free. Um, We need that link for sure. So the information you need is your birthday, your Mm -hmm. not the day of the week, but the date the time as close to accurate as possible and the location. That's essentially it. And you put that into the generator and it will spit out your graph. Then the the key then is to be being able to read it on my website. There'll be some information there to give you a brief overview again for free. It's just going to be there. And then if you want something a little more detailed, then we book an appointment and have a conversation about it. And what you want to know is what we'll look at. And I think that's so valuable because I've done them in the past. Is not, is manifesting projector not a thing? No. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll do it again. But, I'll let you know. But, <laughs> yeah, let me know. Let me know. Yeah. Generators are not that common or they're not supposed to be. And yet of the people that I've been working with lately, most of them are manifesting generators. It's like, whoa, there's so much going on. And I actually worked with a reflector yesterday, and that's only 1% of the world's population. So I'm definitely, I was so excited. I'm definitely not. That's very exciting. I'm definitely not a reflector, but something you just said then kind of triggered something in me. The best advice that I got was that I have to wait to be invited. Which one is that? Okay. So that's going to be, let's see, you have to wait to be invited. You're a projector then. Okay. All right. Awesome. And, and that's the thing. So I contact a lot of people, obviously, but like, I don't, push people so like I feel like I'm I'm the type of person that does do a lot of kind of wait for invites so that was a bit exciting to learn no that's very cool I I think the uh, the human design piece is a great place to start and you can just get so much information from that and keep coming back to it um it's it's just a really good place and then when you move on to the communication side of things you know we, we say a lot of stuff that we don't actually think about when we say it. For example, if you're telling your kid, be polite. Well, you, you're, you're expecting this little body of about three years old, say, to understand what you just said. Mm. They have no idea. What the hell was that? What, what does that mean? If I asked you to write a definition of be polite down and I wrote one, it might not be the same. But we expect the kid to know without ever defining it. And, you know, they get into trouble when they don't do what we're asking them to do, but we didn't tell them what we meant. And then, you know, a big one is stop doing that, you know, when a kid's banging pot lids together. So they stop doing that and they go and they start smacking a spoon on the wall, for example. 
And, and the parent by this point is ready to, you know, do some damage. And they're like, they're all upset and saying, you're doing this deliberately. Why are you doing this? I told you not to. Well, hold the phone. No, you didn't. You told them not to bang the lids together. But that kid wants that kind of sound, that kind of vibration, whatever they're getting out of that activity. They, try, they want that. So they're going to go do something similar. You didn't tell them what you wanted them to do. You told them what not to do. It's not in a vacuum. You can't just sort of say stop and then the kids are going to just not do anything. That's not natural. That would be weird. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting because I'm not sure if I mentioned to you, but I have a teaching background and I'm very big on explicit teaching. And it's like, you know, you do say be polite, be well-behaved. If nothing's modelled and, you know, they don't actually know what that looks like, it's very confusing. So I think bringing in human design with that is absolutely an incredible way to see how you can work with your child to make a difference. I mean, you obviously just spilt a lot of good shit there. So tell us how you know this stuff. Like, what's your background? Well, I'm a parent. That's one thing. I've done Montessori teaching before. So I've done preschool teaching before. And being a board certified behavior analyst, I work with kids with autism. And I noticed that very often, you know, the kids with autism, that they think in black and white. It's either this or it's that. There's no gray ground. And if you're not clear on what you're saying, then... The kiddo's going to take it and run with it, and it's probably in the wrong direction. I mean, if you're familiar with the book Amelia Bedelia, that is a perfect example. If you're not familiar with it, have, have a look for it. It's great. Amelia Bedelia, and it's about this little girl who's babysitting, and the people who she's babysitting for, they leave her instructions, dust the shelves, draw the curtains, this kind of thing. So she's like, okay it's kind of weird but if you like so she gets dust and she puts dust on the shelves and then she draws a picture of the curtains you know and she does all the things really literally and I think that's a fantastic example of what happens when we tell kids stuff assuming that they are coming from our space with our knowledge and they're really not they don't have that and they don't have the brain development to make all those conclusions themselves So if you don't tell it to them, they don't have it. That's just straight up how it is. Hey guys, it's Beck. I'm just popping back in quickly to let you know that each episode will have a little promo to share the shit out of one of the epic small businesses in my group coaching program, Badass Business Co. Okay, mums, you know that life can get busy with kids, so it is Super important that you nourish your body and your mind, and obviously your kids, with wholesome food. So that's why I want to introduce you to the amazing Tennille. She takes the stress away from healthy foods. So Primal Alternative by Tennille has all different grain-free options, including breads, granola, cookies, wraps, pizza bases, packet mixes galore. So if you want to make food even healthier and easier, make sure you head down to the show notes so you can check out all of their awesome products. Wow. It's so interesting because I mean, like I said, I'm not a parent, but you see, you're right. You see a parent saying something and, you know, I'd never judge, but when you're actually mindful of those elements and those aspects that it's completely different to kind of what you're saying and what's being received, it makes Mm. sense as, as to how you can really make a difference. Is that right? 
Oh, totally. And, you know, one of the one of the best things you can do is check for understanding, you know, ask the kid. Okay, so what did I ask you to do or what what did you hear? What do you think I want? Ask it in different ways, not in a sort of confrontational way, but just checking that they got what you said, because chances are they didn't. And in fact, a parent I was working with the other day came up with a great example and her husband had the same problem as her kid. And that was she'd sent them both off to tidy the kid's bedroom. And she heard the child say, I don't know where to begin. And so she sent her husband a text and said, did you hear that? Of course he did. He's standing there. And he said, yeah, I don't know either. And I said, well, okay, so we need a chart with a task analysis of how you clean up a room, pick up the trucks, put them in the cupboard, pick up this, put it here, you know, and put a place where they can put smiley faces on or something, but break it down. It's too big a task. You're expecting a six-year-old to be able to pick up his room and he doesn't have the information on how to do that. It it might seem like a no-brainer, but that's only because you're an adult and you've already been there and done that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. We're getting into it. I just love this stuff because (laughs) I mean, it's the same. I I worked with students with autism and it's like, until you kind of tell them, you know, exactly what it looks like, then how do you just expect them to know? So it's really important that you're, that you're kind of pointing this stuff out. So I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. And I know that the girls will too, but what if you're really, I guess, struggling with this whole parenting gig? What, what is the basics that the girls can come back to? Okay, hugely important is when you mm. are talking to your child, think about what you're going to say before you say it. So, you know, kids screaming in the store and you say, that's it, if you don't come with me, I'm leaving you. Okay, no, you're not. You're not going to walk out and leave them because first of all, the cops will be after you. But secondly, it's not a thing. So if you tell your child you're going to do that and then you don't do that, They just learned that they can't trust you to do what you say. You lie. And, you know, all these these things that you wouldn't think they get. But guess what happens next time? You're in the store. Kid has a hissy fit. It doesn't matter what you say because they're just going to go, uh-huh, yeah, no, you're not. And they don't believe you. So they're going to push harder to find that boundary. So if you think they behaved badly last time, pin your ears back. It's going to get a lot worse. And they're going to keep pushing to see where is the boundary? Where can I go to? And if you keep moving it, if you keep changing your mind or you say things you can't follow through on, they're going to nail you. Like you are just, you're in trouble with that. So say what you mean, mean what you say and always follow through. And if you just do those things, that will make life so much easier. God, I just love you saying that. And I'm smiling smugly because I remember as a teacher, I would not say anything unless I knew that I was going to follow through because kids are creatures of habit and they can, you know, we say they don't understand and and that kind of thing, but you're right. If they hear you say something and then you don't follow through with it, they're going to remember that for next time. Oh, totally. Because the thing is, this is what the child's here to learn is Where do they end and somebody else begins? Where are their boundaries? Because boundaries make a kid feel safe. If they don't know where where things draw the line, then they don't feel safe and they keep pushing. And the thing is, they have all day. This is their job. They're just going to push you to the end, right? You might have a million things to do and you've got a shopping list and you've got cooking and cleaning and da-da-da-da-da. Your kid does not. 
They just, mm-hmm. all they're going to do is push you until they get the result they want. So, yeah. you know, if, as soon as you, another thing I like to tell parents that I work with is if you're going to argue with your kid, you lost. Yes. You argue with your child, you have lost. So try not to put yourself in that position. And if, if it's imminent, kind of back up, give yourself a pause. If you need to give yourself a timeout, I'm, you know, mom needs a timeout. I'm going to go read a book. I'll be back in five minutes. Whatever you need to do. But if you, once you get into an argument, you're done. You're lost. Oh, it's just all coming back to me because um, I remember I taught a lot of beginning teachers and I was like, set the boundaries. Like kids love boundaries. And I was working with teenagers and they knew like line up at the door, come in. But the expectation was there. They're not going to get in trouble as long as they follow the expectation. They have the boundaries there. Yeah, it's just it's simple stuff that you're obviously just reminding me that a lot of professionals do automatically. But until it's pointed out to you know a parent, it's hard for them to, I guess, really understand it in the moment, especially when they're frustrated. Oh, totally. And I mean, the thing is, I went to school for this. I got my master's in psychology. I got my applied behavior analysis. I did my boards, which are harder than the New York bar exam. I did my internship. I I busted my tush to get this in addition Mm. to being a parent. So, you know, if a parent's listening to this and thinking, well, what the hell, you know, yeah, it took me some time to get here, you know, and I wish I'd known when my kids were little what I know now. And, you know, they sometimes tease me about some of the stuff, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's out there to know, but you're not going to know it as a parent usually. All right. I'm just going to pick on you for a second. What's like some type of fucked up thing that like your kids did and now you're reflecting on it, like having all of this knowledge, just give me some type of scenario. And I know that I've put you on the spot, but we oh. need a funny story. So many things leap to mind. Okay. I don't even know if this is a bad thing. It's just a thing that I did. But when my kids were sort of tweens and teens kind of thing, and, you know, you'd get the whole, the world hates me, nobody loves me, I'm going to go and eat worms, you know, that kind of thing. I'd either join in with them and say, you are so right, they were up last night, you know, plotting against you, or I'd go into a Monty Python sketch. And I don't know if you know the four Yorkshiremen, but it's like my favourite tool and I can still get my kids with it where I just start, you know, you were lucky. I used to get up half an hour before I went to bed, lick the road, clean my tongue. And I, I just did some kind of unorthodox stuff as a parent. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know that I'd say it was bad, but I did used to get a lot of flack for it from other parents. Mm. And that that is something I'd like to point out to parents listening is don't mind what other people tell you you need to be doing as a parent. If it's working, do it. If it's not working, you might want to rethink it because it's a pain. But, you know, otherwise, nobody out there is an expert. I don't position myself as an expert. I just have some information that can be helpful. But in the, in the game of parenting, you know, there's too many variables. Nobody's an expert. Oh, you need a big toolbox. <laughs> you need a really big toolbox. That is for sure. Yes. And, you know, the key, too, is learning when you do something, and you realize as soon as you've done it or you see afterwards, oh, that was, right, okay, it's going to hit the fan. Note to self. And then next time you're in that situation, do it differently. Just move on. It's, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. If that's the worst oh. thing you do, if that's the worst thing you do, then you're doing okay. I love that advice because I think there's a lot of resent around things that parents say in the moment or do in the moment. Um, and 
it's like, okay, what can I learn from this to, mm. to move past it? And then obviously there are amazing people and resources like yourself that people can come to if they're, you know, really struggling. So I might give you this opportunity to introduce, you know, where people can find you and, and what type of services you have and that kind of thing. Okay, absolutely. One thing I'd like to say is I love to talk to people before they have problems. If yeah. you want to have a heads up on parenting before it gets going, please contact me. So if you want to email me, it's Mickey, M-I-K-K-I, at gaffinstone.com. So that's pretty easy. That's my email. And mm. I have a website up right now. It's changing in a couple of weeks. But right now it's Mickey at thecompassionatecoach.com. And you can find my stuff there. There's a blog. Uh, I have to catch up with that a little bit, but there's a blog going on. Um, and I love being asked questions and I'm happy to answer them. So, you know, just send me a, a question and I'll get back to you on it. And if I don't know, I'll tell you. Oh, I love it. And I just thought of something and I always, I always do this when I'm live, but it, I just get an idea and it Perfect. comes to me. Would you like to do a Q&A with us? Like a parenting Q&A or something like that? With Because we've oh. got, I've got a group with like 10,000 women and I just know that they'd be so thirsty for your stuff. 100%. Yeah. I love okay. doing stuff. That's how I coach with when it comes to parents. I don't have a set game plan of this is what we're going to learn today because it might be completely unimportant to you. Um, um, one of the controversial topics that I like to get into is smacking your kid or not smacking your kid. And I have some very definite views on that and a whole lot of reasons why. So, you know, I'd be happy to get into that and then people can see if, if, if what I say makes sense, then you have a game plan. If you don't like it, do what you're going to do. Ooh, well, I'm glad that I put you on the spot because, ladies, this is not the first time that you're going to hear the lovely Mickey Gaffin Stone because she's coming back. We're getting her in and we're going to ask her all the hard questions that I clearly didn't ask her. Go for about it. About smacking children and such. So uh, we're very excited and, yeah, I absolutely loved having you on. You can find anything we mentioned in the show notes below or for more details and a full transcript, you can visit www.ladieshq.com.au slash podcast. And don't forget to drop into our amazing Facebook community, Ladies Living Life Beyond Limits. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.